0: Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Pastor Ray always sees me because I say amen a hundred times. Amen. I just want to... (laughs) Thank you. I just want to share a quick story um, before I get started in the Word. There, you know, sometimes we, in our walk, in our faith, we sometimes begin to doubt whether we heard properly from the Lord. Sometimes we, it challenges us to try to understand if God has really called me to, like, this work. And it seems like um, when things fail, when, you, when you're preaching or you're teaching to a crowd of folk and then it dwindles down to almost none. It's like, did the Lord still call you? Are you still going to show up? Are you still going to preach the gospel? Even if it's just one or two people that are gathered. Because the Bible says that when, one, when two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst. And I got to that point where the Lord had dwindled our congregation down to a few. And I continued because that's what the Lord called me to do. He didn't call me to stop. He didn't call me to fail. He didn't call me to count the numbers of the people. He didn't call me for that. He said, just preach the gospel. And as I began to preach the gospel, I met a friend along the way. The friend became my brother, and then he became my pastor. And he showed me a different way to do it. He instructed me on doing things differently, trusting in the Lord a little bit, keep going, keep fighting. And then he brought me in, folded us into this ministry. And when I look out and see the multiplying, this is one church with two locations, but still one church. And just instantly, God has multiplied us. And I thank God for this brother right here, Pastor Ray Garcia. So without further ado, we're going to go right into the word of God. If you would turn your books to John chapter 12, verse 12. John chapter 12, verse 12. And when you have it, say amen. And I'm going to read from the NIV. And chapter 12, verse 12 reads, The next day, a great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord blessed is the king of Israel Jesus found a young donkey and set on it as it is written do not be afraid daughter Zion see your king is coming seated on a donkey's colt at first his disciples did not understand at all only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him, and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he caught Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this, these signs, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said, to one another. See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethesda in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip then turns and talks to and tells Andrew and Andrew and Philip turns to Jesus and Jesus replied the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Verily I say unto you unless a carnal of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a single seed but if it dies it produces many seeds anyone who loves their life will lose it while Anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves, must, whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. If you would pray for me with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the reading of your word. Yes. We ask that you would walk it through the aisles and the pews into the hearts and the minds of your people. Lord, we ask that you would stir up the gifts, Lord. We ask that you would speak through me and to me, Lord. And I shall repeat it when you say it. And Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, give me strength. Amen. Amen. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Jesus spoke to many crowds. There was something different about this particular crowd. They gathered for a festival, and they, they gathered together, and they, they came to a festival, but they heard that Jesus was coming. and So it was almost like it's, it's, it's the festival. It doesn't matter if Jesus is coming. That's, now that's the main attraction. That's who we want to see. And the question I ask you is, when you come and gather and worship, who do you come to see? Do you come to see the people that you worship with? Do you come to see your friends that you fellowship with? Or do you come to hear from Jesus? The thing that is most important in this opportunity is not to leave the same way you come. Because in the presence of the Lord, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. And where there is freedom in God, we that are bound and we that are dealing with things throughout the week, we that are going through our challenges, our life challenges, we come here to let go and let God. And if we would allow God to move in our lives the way that he wants to move in our lives, then we will see the results of the fullness thereof in Christ. And so here they are, they're gathering, and they hear that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. So they begin to pick up the palm. You know, I was watching March Madness. Like we all do. And my team, Duke, is still in it. Oh, sorry. So I just, just had to say that. Well, Harvard. Har- Harvard's in the NIT. They lost they, yep. But Duke is in it. You know, you always have to have a plan B. So, so I'm, I'm watching these games. And, 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 and you know... You see, during these games, everybody is just, they're shouting out for their team, they're waving their banners, they're waving their flags, but at the end of the game, there's only one flag that still remains. There's only one victory. You can go in overtime, you can go in double overtime, but there's only one victory. Jesus is that victory. In every situation, Jesus is still that bloodstained banner that waves after your battles, after your tests, after your trials, after the tribulations, after the no's, after the, after the do's that you should not have, after the times that you thought that you wanted to do something great and it failed, after all of that failed, after all has failed, Jesus is still waving the bloodstained back. And all he wants to do is triumphantly walk into your life and do something. But there's something that he needs from you first. And as they begin to cheer for their team, and one banner is still waving, that's like the palms, they're saying, our king is coming, our victorious, triumphant king, he's coming. And so they're waving their banners, and they're they're, they're saying, here he comes, they're waving the palms, they're waving the palms. Some begin to take off their coats, and they begin to lay it on the ground. And as they lay it on the ground, they see Jesus coming. Now, if Jesus would have came through with a fiery chariot or or a sword in his hand, or if he would have came through on a, on a horse, all mounted up, and looked like he ready for war, they probably would have looked for swords. But instead, they didn't look for swords. They didn't look. He came. He said, I'm going to come humble. Why? Because I know that greater comes later, but right now I need them to understand that I understand them. Yeah. And so he comes in humbly on a donkey. And then he walks. And because it's never, Jesus' approach is never really harsh. It's always something just... Gentle. It's like the man calling him from Barnabas, calling from the tree, and said, thou son of David. And Jesus says, who's that calling me?" <laughs> it's like he's walking through the crowd, and the woman with the issue of blood, with all hands on his back, patting him and trying to get his attention. She touched the hem of his garment. He said, wait a minute, somebody touch me. See, Jesus wants you to not just touch the name. He wants you to touch the deity, the Christ. He wants you to get to the point where you're not just calling for a favor. And sometimes when we get into our praise and we get into our worship, sometimes we'll praise God because of something we want or something we need. And so we say, Lord, Lord, see me, see me. Remember my prayer that I sent up earlier today. I need you, I need you. But very, very seldom do we praise him because of who he is. Mm. Jesus wants to be praised because of who he is. He's already giving you victories in your life. If he did not, you would not be here looking at me. And I wouldn't be here looking at you. Jesus has given me victories upon victories. He has brought me through some mountain valleys. He had brought me through some some, some rough roads. And he had brought me through a crooked path. And, And then I look back and I see the crooked path. But ahead of me, I see straight because I'm following Jesus now. And see, as we walk and as we see who he is and we know who he is, these people, they didn't gather like everybody else did when they came and they wanted the word of God. They said, oh, we want the word of God. We want to hear what Jesus have to say. And so they gathered together. He preached the greatest sermon on the Mount. And then he preached another sermon to another multitude and then he fed them. Now, I know y'all ain't come just because fellowship out. Y'all might have because I I do the hospitality now so I I do my best, you know. (laughs) Brother Alex passed it on to me and uh, thank God for that and you know, so you might come for just the food alone, but I come for Jesus. If there was no food here and I got what I needed from the Lord, I'm fine. I would love to fellowship and tell you about it afterwards so I'm glad that the food is set up. But here's the thing, he preached to them, he fed them. Some followed him before the fishes and loaves. Some followed him because of the healings. Some followed him because they know that he calmed the storm. Some followed him because he gave sight to the blind and he raised the dead. And some followed him simply because he was Jesus and they were waiting for a savior. And so here this crowd gathers together, multitude, like other crowds. But this time the praise was different. This time the praise was a perfected praise. This time they believed that they they shouted Hosanna, which means save us, save us, save us. The King is coming, save us, save us. They wasn't looking for an army. They was looking for salvation. They were looking for healing. They were looking for deliverance, they were looking for Jesus to gather them, but the thing that he said, this is the hour. Why is this the hour? He said, because it didn't matter what race they were. It didn't matter what, what faith, what they believe. It didn't matter their shortcomings. It didn't matter who did what to who. It didn't matter. They all picked up the palms, and they begin to wave them and say, hey, we got victory. We got victory. And he didn't say, the word doesn't say that save me. It says save us, save us. So they were shouting for one another. They were rejoicing for one another. And I looked at the palm trees and we just came back from Florida. So we seen the palm trees are really tall. And I said, wow, if people actually had to pluck palm trees, they had to do a lot of climbing to get up there to pluck. So some people had a desperate need. So they had to go a little bit higher to get the fresh ones because Jesus was coming. Some might have picked up from the low point. So they grabs the ones that already fell from the tree. But it didn't matter, they all gathered what they can gather, and they said, we got victory coming, our king is coming. And some took off their coats and they began to lay it like they took off layers of, of what, they, what they were going through and took off layers and say, we are gonna present this for our king so he doesn't have to walk on the ground that we walked on because he is royalty. And so here he is walking in gracefully with grace, peace, and love. And he wants to enter into our lives with grace, with peace, and with love. And here he comes, this Jesus, this Satan, this king, that the word says that he will soon be the king of kings, mm. the Lord of lords, the first and the last, and everything in between. And here he comes, as giving praises, and he says, he looks at the disciples and he said, this is, this is the hour. Why? Because they didn't gather just for the festival. They were looking for a savior. He said, this is the reason why I came. It was different people from different, it was Jews, it was Gentiles. It didn't matter. But they all were looking for a savior. And Jesus comes in triumphantly into their lives, triumphantly into their hearts triumphantly, and gives them victory, just like that. When you accept the Lord Jesus into your heart as your personal savior, you instantly have victory. Over everything you're going through, you have victory. But the praise is different. The praise is not, I need you. The praise is, I have you, and you're worthy to be praised. See, you can ask me for... Well, I don't have much money, but you can ask me for a few dollars. I might can give it to you if I have it and I don't need it. You can ask me for a plate of food, I love to cook, I might not have what you like. You can ask me for um, anything, and I might not be able to, but I might be able to. But there's still a might. And so some people would come and they'd be like, hey, Charlie, I need something. Hey, hey, buddy, I need something. Oh, okay. So because they smiled at me, they pat me on the back, maybe I'll help them. Jesus, like, you can get a dollar from anybody. You can get food from anybody. I come bearing something totally different. I come bringing salvation. I come to connect you back to my Father. I come to heal you. I come to deliver you. I come to get into your secret place and shed light in a dark place. I come to find you where you was lost. Oh, Jesus wasn't lost. We were. But the thing about it is he knew where we were. And all we had to do was submit ourselves. These people praise Jesus because It was a perfected praise because they was asking him to do something that no one else could do but Jesus. When you ask Jesus to do something that nobody else can do, that's putting him above everything else. That's putting him above the festivity. That's putting him above the people. That's putting him above your problems, your situations. That's putting him above everything. And he is the high place. He's the high priest. He sits at the right hand of God. And so with that, he knows your troubles. He sits high, but he looks low. And he came to save you. He came to set you free. He came to give you the joy that you were missing, the peace that you needed, the love that you needed. And then the awesome thing about the palm trees is under the surface, the palm trees, they grow differently. They connect their roots to one another. The people begin to connect their roots under the word of God. They didn't come for Jesus to preach a sermon. They came for a savior. They didn't come to say, let's see you give sight to this blind man. They said, no, save us, save us. So these people gather together and begin to sing, Hosanna, Hosanna, the king is coming, the king. Hosanna, Hosanna. The king is coming, and they come together like palm trees. You ever see a palm tree in a storm when it's blowing? It might bend, but it won't break. You ever see it swaying when they're showing you these storms that are coming? These storms and the palm trees are swinging everywhere. Palms are falling everywhere, but the trees are still holding. And after the storm is calm, the tree stands up straight. Why? Because it's rooted and grounded in the Word of God. We are rooted, grounded in the Word of God in this ministry. I came here and I, I I didn't know what to expect, but I seen ministry going. Ministry, ministry is different. It's, it's like I came here and Pastor Ray said we have a meeting at nine o'clock in the morning. Nine. We got to be here on Sunday at 8:30. eight thirty. Eight thirty. He said, We got another meeting that Thursday night. Oh, and Tuesday night, too. And oh, we got Bible study at. And I said, What is going on here? Ministry. <laughs> <laughs> the people of God need to get involved in the ministry. This is a beautiful rendition of what God envisioned in the later days. Watch this. In Revelations chapter 7 verse 9, it says, After this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. Every nation, tribe, people, language, standing before the throne, before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes. They were holding palm branches. In glory, they're holding Palm branches, standing before the throne of God, in white robes, meaning purity. God wants to pure your heart. He wants to cleanse your heart. He wants to filter out anything that's not like him. He wants to connect you with people that are like you, that love him. You know, it don't, it don't, it don't matter whether you're young or old. It don't matter what you look like. Jesus said, listen, come unto me, all ye that labor with the heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm looking for rest. I came to Jesus. I was weary. I came to Jesus. And he led me to a victorious time in my life. Everything's not perfect in my life. Everything is perfect in his. But he said, he that started a good work shall finish it until the day of judgment. He's still working on me. And that means he's still working on you. He's still working on us. And as he continued to work on us, We got to get involved in church and ministry. We got to get involved in the word of God. This can't be the only time you come together in fellowship. Call somebody and tell them you love them in the middle of the week. Call them and check on them to see how they're doing. Make sure you pray with one another that you can hear from the word of God. Some folk are going through some things you might not even know, but they can put up the smile. But Jesus said, they don't want the smile. He said, them that worship, worship me in spirit and in truth. Let's cut the mask off. let's show our real face. And when I look around, I see Jesus is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all he can think, we can think or imagine. And here we are together in worship and unity. Isn't it a beautiful thing? You can call me and pray with me. If my phone is on silent though, call Jesus first. Didn't call me, because then normally he'd probably tell me, you put your phone in your hands and great call you for prayer. I call Pastor Ray, sometimes he don't answer. <laughs> hey, person, <yo. laughs> About time he get back to me, Jesus unfixed it. So I said, Jesus is real. He said, amen, I know. <laughs> but sometime I call him and he'll challenge me. He, I don't know how you deal with you, but for me, it's a challenge. And I'll get off the phone for a quick second and say, what did he just, and then it hits me and say, <laughs> and I got to laugh because all he's done since I've met him is point me to Christ. Yes. Then I try to call Pastor Crawford to get a little second opinion. he laughs at me and say, what did the pastor say? I said, never mind. I called Ricky. And Ricky had tried, because he, you know, he sympathizes with me, so he'll try to really, well, this is what he's trying to say to y'all. Oh, okay, thanks, Ricky. I appreciate it. And I get off the phone even more confused than I was, and then I say oh, oh, oh. And then when I get involved, and then I see it clear. But the thing about it is, even if you don't understand, even if you're not sure, get involved. God will bring you clarity. Get involved. You just got to let him in. You got to let him in. And it's all right to say, listen, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If I'm, I'm not sure. If I'm going to say it right, I'm not sure. But I'm going to say it. Because if I say it with true heart, then Jesus can get in the true statement. And he can, if it's wrong, he'll fix it. That's the thing about Jesus, he'll fix it. I know this, this is a story, and I'm gonna close with this. There was a young man that used to come to the barbershop. He used to get his hair cut. And I had a, all my barbers were Christians. This one particular one, was an older guy, and he was like really fired up for the Lord. And he would witness to everybody that got in his chair. This one young guy sits in his chair, and he says, hey man, um, he said before you start I don't want you to tell me about the whole Jesus thing. I'm not there. I, said, I don't really want to hear it. I'm not there. And so he looks, and he cuts his hair. Now I can see he's upset. He's a little grumpy. He's cutting his hair. So I, I, had to, I had to wait and talk to him. So I encouraged him. I said, listen, all we can do is plant the seed. Just one seed, just plant it. I said, that's it. I said, you got to let God water it. He'll get the increase. Just plant it. Trust God. And he was like, that boy might be going to a dark place. I said, just trust God. Now, six months later, this guy goes to college. Meets a group, kind of familiar probably to Philadelphia project type of group. He gets saved, gives his heart to the Lord. He comes back. I'm the only one that recognized him. First of all, he had a lot of hair on his head because he was in college. And so here he is. He had this book with him. So I look at the book. And I was like, hey, how you doing? And I'm I'm newsy. So I looked at the title. And I said, oh. This is the word. All right, my man. So he gets in my barber's chair. And he said, you can give me what you, got, what you gave me before. And he was like, what did I give you before? And I said, Wayne, do you know who he is? He said, no. I said, this is the guy that that, you, that said he didn't want to hear nothing about Jesus. And the guy looked at me and smiled, and he showed me his book. I said, yeah, i already seen it. I said, won't you tell Wayne what's going on? That's the barber's name. So he begins to tell Wayne. He says, Wayne, I uh, went to school. I met this girl. <laughs> 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 she witnessed to me. She led me to Christ. He says, so we, we out witnessing, we out fellowshipping. He said, man, since I'm here for the weekend, I'm, I may come to your church. And Wayne looked at me and I said, trust the planet's seed. If, even if the seed dies, it will give off more seeds. And it will give off growth. The seed can't grow unless it dies. And you bury it water but it is God that gives the increase I never could understand how a seed that dies give life until I read a story about Christ he was the seed that died and gave life and he gave the responsibility to you who love him to grow in him together to go and plant more seeds and that's why it's important to shout together, save us. So we, when we sit amongst those who don't know what to say, when we open up our mouths and we sing songs, when Scott begins to sing songs, they'll know, they'll follow our lead, just like we follow the lead of Jesus, and just like we follow the lead of our pastor and the leaders that God has put before us. And in that, the hour has come Where the Son of Man can be glorified. When you are glorified in him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the implanted seed. Lord, we thank you for the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. We thank you for the love of God. We thank you for the growth. We thank you for the gathering and the fellowship. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done in our lives. Lord, help us to be examples of you. Help us to be like you, Lord. Help us to worship you in spirit and in truth. Help us to not only just lift up our hands and recite the songs, but let us live the words in our hearts. And Father, we ask that you would come into our hearts and give us instant victory so that we can also wave the bloodstained banner that we have victory in Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for this church, this ministry, and we thank you for the leaders of this house. And Lord, we ask that we will continue to stay connected just like the palm trees. Stay connected under the word of God the true and living word of and let us grow together as one voice, one church, two locations. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at rocksboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10:30 a.m.